the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about. It's a Mexico tariff kind of day. I know you're saying, oh, wait, 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 weren't we talking about China tariffs? And maybe we're going to let Europe off the hook. And not do tariffs this summer, maybe next fall. Yeah, President Trump plans on escalating tariffs against Mexico if it doesn't halt the flow of migrants across the border. Interesting. Kind of throws a monkey wrench in my stock market. And there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I say the markets are up 7 out of 10 years, hitting all-time highs. How it's the best investment in the world. How it's better than real estate and bonds. In the short term, it's not today. Not this month. May's been downright bad. But that's Okay. If, it, if, it, if things went up every day, every month, you'd have cars that cost a million dollars. You'd have houses that cost a million, well, houses do cost a million dollars. You'd have Coca-Cola that cost a million dollars. If nothing ever did anything but go up, we would consume, we consume, we consume. It'd be like Rome in the final days. This is great, don't you think? Hey, there's a little fire over in the corner. Oh, don't worry about that. It's going to an orgy. Let's go watch human sacrifices. It's kind of why you don't want the stock market going up every day. But may in of itself i'm okay with but the rhetoric right now is it's very isolating and that's okay we've done this before we saw that worked out for germany in world war ii we've made mistakes before where i like free trade I like capitalism and no one wants to play poker right now no one wants everyone wants to play poker no one wants to to show their cards china is threatening sweeping blacklist of firms after a huawei ban okay so on our left we have mexico they've got a gun pointed at us we've got a gun pointed at them on our right, we got China. We got a gun pointed at them. They got a gun pointed at us. They're not pointed at each other. They're just pointed at us. So we got two guns pointed at us. Uh, and I'm not trying to make this a war. I'm, I'm trying. I want to desensitize that statement I just said. No one's pointing guns, and it's not a war. If it is a war, it's tied towards doleros. But Beijing says it's going to create a list of unreliable entities, companies that they could punish. The United States went after Huawei on the verge of Huawei's biggest moment in the world. Telephone companies rolling out 5G. You know who can build 5G networks and the towers and the equipment that goes to them? Huawei. So China's kind of been acting kind of cool recently. And, you know, they go, ah, we're going to have my soybeans. I'm like, okay, okay. We'll just give our soybean farmers more money. Now they're saying we may go after Google. We may go after Qualcomm. We may go after Intel. I'm not saying Apple yet, but they're basically hinting strongly. We got a list that we're putting together. So I'm going into this weekend thinking, hmm. I'm going to watch some kids' soccer. I'm not going to go into it like, woohoo, I'm at an all-time high. It's not going to happen. Of note, I want to mention that the world is not just trade agreements right now. You should be paying attention to companies like Uber. Uber reported numbers last night. I've got a friend who works for Uber, and he's a nice enough idiot, if you know what I'm saying. He buys their Kool-Aid. I'm like, dude, you realize y'all are losing billions of dollars. Now, the people who bought your shares, the public, are losing. If you own 100 shares, you're losing a billion divided by 100 shares of you know, 500 million shares. It's real money that's being lost. It's not just a game. So in his first financial report as a publicly traded company, Uber 
said sales were near the high end of previously disclosed preliminary results. In the last 60 days, I've got more promotions and emails from Uber and Lyft than ever before. My app squawks at me. 50% off a ride. My email goes, you've got mail. 50% off a ride. And that's kind of killing the companies right now because they're trying to show revenue and they're trying to get users and trying to get you know new users and users who come back multiple times. And you get the idea. So Uber said they're going to reduce promotions, ultimately, as it's costing them parts of their biggest losses. Uber's loss in a single quarter was larger than Lyft all last year. Now, for their part, they're saying we're not Lyft. Lyft is a, a nap. But Uber's loss was pretty staggering. Now, their revenue was $2.7 billion, an increase of 14%. That's not, a, that's not good enough for me. I'm sorry, when Facebook and Google are growing 20% year-over-year earnings, that's sexy. Revenue up 17% or 14%, not good enough. So I'm not going to say I'm going to go all Missouri on Uber, but show me. I know you're saying. That was a nice reference. So if it goes to 100 or 200 or 300 or 500, I'm going to miss that bus. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, I've got a friend who's he's a pretty big idiot all things considered, but he, he's blissfully in denial of, of life. And he's, he's, he's fun. He brings champagne to a camping trip. True story. Um, <clears throat> he gets his nose nails painted with his daughter. True story. And I'm fine with that. I'm not trying to bust him for having a, a relationship with his daughter. I just think it posting on Facebook becomes kind of douchey. Uber offer new quarterly data. So that's one of the things that I liked. They talked a little bit about Latin America. Revenue down 13%. If you look at U.S. and Canada, revenue grew 26%. And again, I'm I'm building my understanding of the company now that they're disclosing public information. When they're private, they didn't have to disclose this information. I read quarterly reports. I read annual reports. There was a day and time where I'd get online and I'd order 100 annual reports. What I would do is I'd go to the top tech fund, technology mutual fund in the country, and I'd see all their holdings, and I'd order the annual reports for a mall. They'd come in the mail in the next couple of days. Now you just get them electronically and read them on PDF, right? But I would sit there on weekends and read annual reports. And the best part of the annual report, not the letter from the CEO. Oh, thank you for being a shareholder. I just want to remind you that we're going to be doing our best this year. That's just BS. That's just hot air, right? It's when they talk about competition at the very, very end of an annual report. And they talk about risks. And they talk about lawsuits. Because they legally have to disclose all this for you. Now, they bury it in information, but that's the best reading, if you know what I'm saying. That's where you're like, ooh, there could be problems with this company. Like I did earlier in the hour when I talked about Kansas City Southern in their annual report, they said if, if, if this tariff issue hits Mexico, it could hit our business hardcore. And guess what? It hit their business hardcore. And they told you about it because legally they have to. That's why you like annual reports. And if you can't read, oh, I'm not going to insult people who can't read. My kid's not a good reader. But if you can't read, you should learn how to read. There you go. There's your PSA of the day. And now you know. But you should read annual reports. If you're going to own a publicly traded company, commit to reading that annual report. Otherwise, don't own individual companies. Pay someone to read the reports for you. That's what CFP Chad Burton does. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, trying to find some silver lining in a very stormy cloud over Wall Street today. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We have a very low unemployment report. Unemployment in the United States. And I wish, I wish I only had one hand when I say this. On one hand, it's a very, very good thing. People have jobs. But on the other hand, we're on the cusp at this point of time of the longest 
period of economic expansion in U.S. history. The previous record was from March 1991 to March 2001. That's a pretty good run. I don't even remember, but in 2000, Wall Street was freaked out about Y2K for about three months, and then it came and it laughed. We were, com- we were worried that when computers started recognizing that year was zero, zero, that suddenly people were no longer 93 years old, they were negative seven years old kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if I did math right on that one. <laughs> this is not a quiz. But that was a good run on the stock market. Now we're, if we get to July, we'll beat that economic expansion. I don't know. It's not looking great, is it? May was pretty miserable. Concerns are rising that there's a recession on the horizon. Now, again, recessions are normal and healthy. I like recessions. The best way I could tell you right now is when people lose their jobs, traffic gets easier. I know you're saying you're, you're, this is all about your traffic. You, you mother... Like, I know. Don't get mad at me. It's, it's not all about traffic. Give me a second. When recessions happen, people lose their jobs. Suddenly, employers are able to look at employees and go, you know what? You're doing a pretty piss poor job. I'm not going to give you a raise. In fact, I see that this guy's unemployed over there, and he's got a better degree than you. I'm going to hire him and pay him less money than you. So there's kind of a shift where people come out of college, and instead of getting six-figure jobs, they got to look for jobs. So, And I'm, I, I, I find that fine. To me, it's very Darwinian. To me, it's survival of the fittest. Recessions tend to curb excesses. So when we have this economic expansion, and I was on the road yesterday in Sunnyvale. Holy mackerel, there's a lot of Teslas in Sunnyvale. Uh, probably the dumbest car out there, right? It's overpriced. It's an overpriced sedan. Yes, it's electric. Yes, it's well-styled. But it's a sedan. Let's not forget. So concerns are rising there's a recession, and I think that's good because we'd stop buying these overpriced sedans. We'd stop buying, we'd stop going to overpriced, a $50 steak will become a $45 steak will become a $40 steak. Do you see what I'm saying? To get into a restaurant, you won't have to book it at 5 p.m. or 9 p.m. You'll be able to go at 7 when other normal human beings eat. So there's some variables that are tied towards recessions and not everything necessarily correlates with each other. And when you try to predict a recession, it's not the easiest thing to do. There's some stupid stat out of there like um, five economists have predicted predicted nine of the last seven recessions. And it's like, eh, oh, guys, it, it, it's an economist joke. Probably the worst joke. That's not one that's, that's going to get a lot of play. In the right room, maybe, if you do it at an economist convention, right? So inflation tends to hit with macroeconomic imbalances, like inflation. And then there's financial imbalances, like credit growth, which often increases in a fast-growing economy. And oddly enough, we, we tend to make recessions worse because, you know what, we say, we say, okay, stop lending money. Uh, Harry... They may not be able to pay it back, so stop lending money. And then they can't pay. And then they can't pay their credit card. They can't uh, pay their mortgage. And like it starts to snowball, right? So if you analyze unemployment rates, you're going to lose your mind because you don't have one hand. You're always going to see, on one hand, peak inflation on, or peak employment, and then you're going to start going with inflation. Inflation's 2 to 4%. Right now, it's 2%. We've got full employment. Like It'll make you crazy. The U.S. economy has managed to sustain a low rate of unemployment without tipping into a recession. What I find is that the low unemployment rate boosts a different recession indicator, which is fast credit growth. And looking at credit growth over the last four quarters, it's basically it, it's it's too fast and it's preceding a recession, historically speaking. Now, am I predicting a recession? No. Can't win that game. Um, you can odds out you know, uh, the NBA finals. You can do that, no problem. But predicting a recession is a, a fool's game. I think we're in a, a bad month. I think there's a lot of things that are problematic in our economy. I don't think we're Greece. On the other hand, I don't think we're Sweden. I don't think we're Germany. And I don't think we're the United Kingdom, who have all been able to sustain longer periods of low unemployment. So having 
me come on every Thursday. There's the first time unemployment claims. I tend to hit them for like 10 seconds. And the first Friday of every month, there's employment numbers. So next Friday will be the first Friday of June and we'll see the employment numbers. And I'll go, oh, wow, we got jobs. But you got to factor in jobs with wage inflation. You got to factor in jobs with cost of living inflation. So just because you have jobs doesn't be the end all be all if, you, if you're following me. Take a look back at the markets today. It's not a pretty day. Um, I've got a list of fast stocks that I like to look at. And when I do, uh, they're all down. So names like Nike are down a buck. I, I don't know how much Nike exposure there is in Mexico, US, but confidence gets hurt in situations like this. Disney's a slight winner. Disney's a pretty domestic company, but they also have international, but they don't really count on international theme parks as much as they do US theme parks. Disney just opened up that uh, Star Wars park and people are losing their mind. Disney has a problem that they don't have parks in the United States to fill demand. So they, what they need to have is they just keep raising prices on. I refuse to go to Disneyland. I don't know why. I know that's an American. I know someone who got engaged at Disneyland once, and I'm like, if your boyfriend got, engaged, got you a ring and popped the question at Disneyland, there's something wrong with both of you. If you said yes, and that was his idea of romance, Mexican beach, I get it. Beach in Monterey, California, I get it. Hawaii, I get it. Disneyland? Eh. Eh, you're doomed for failure. I know you're saying that's pretty hardcore, Rob. Yep, that's how I roll here. So, uh, anyone, uh, expensive credit cards, I'm trying to change the topic to something nice. Platinum card from American Express comes with a much higher annual fee of 550 bucks, and that can scare people off. But you have to look at the benefits and you have to look at how much you spend and how much you get back. The benefits and perks you can get from the card far outweigh the cost of the fee, and as long as you take advantage of the perks, Airport lounge access up to a total of $500 in travel. Elite status with Hilton and Marriott. VIP status with Uber. Special perks at hotels. 60,000 membership reward points when you spend 5,000 in the first three months. So I'm okay with that, but what you don't want to do is like suddenly have three or four of those cards. I once knew someone who had over 70 credit cards. I want to say she had 90, but it could have been 70. And I'm like, I don't get it. She was proud of it. She carried them, like, do you remember those CD cases? You put them in sleeves and kind of like, uh, there's little laminate around the outside to kind of protect it. And it was a black leather case kind of thing. She had her credit cards in one of those. I'm just like, that's a gold mine if anyone ever steals that. Because how can you remember, how can you pay 70 cards? Like, I would spend three or four days just paying the cards off every month, right? Not even spending on the cards. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Yesterday, I had one of the greatest days of my life. Then it got kind of dark and then it got kind of great. I talked with a guy about financial media. It was kind of fun. He's like, you're kind of like the Howard Stern of financial media. I'm like, that's a big compliment. I'm actually like, well, there's a couple other people that influenced me. Um, but it was nice. It was a nice feather in my cap. Then I talked with CFP Chad Burton about some business ideas. Then I, it was a good day. I, I listened to the Trump conference call. It's a little bit gloomy. It's just, he may be your leader. He may be the guy who, who when he says things, it works for you. But when he talks, it, it hurts capitalism, in my opinion. And yesterday was a surprise. Have you ever like... Uh, been playing with someone and the surprise isn't fun. This was a surprise. 
Now we got Mexican tariffs. We're still not done with the China tariffs. Trump's Mexico tariffs will hit some key 2020 states particularly hard. And it's interesting because presidents tend not to get elected if, they're, if we're in a recession. And we're going to be pretty close to one at the pace we're going right now on economic activity. President Donald Trump threatened tariffs of 5% on Mexican imports, which will affect electoral states as Arizona, Michigan, and Texas. The duties potentially jeopardize approval of the president's updates to the North American Free Trade Agreement, which that was in the news earlier in the year. And I felt like we got that behind us. Nope. Tariffs are going to hit industries like transportation equipment, computers, electronic inputs, avocados, train companies. We imported $346 billion in goods from Mexico last year, 10% more than the previous year. We have a healthy relationship with Mexico. Not so much today. Michigan's a swing state that voted for Barack Obama in 2008-2012. Texas is always going to be a red state, in my opinion. But several Republican lawmakers are facing tough re-election campaigns next year. Arizona has been trending towards favoring Democrats. These are the three states that, that will swing the elections. Very, very likely. Please go out and vote. Don't let me have any swing vote or anything like that. I'm not that guy. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see as we get closer to the elections in 2020. Uh, and they're not that far away. We're talking about 15 months, right? If we go June, July, August, and then next year, August, September, October, maybe, maybe 16, 17 months. But we're going to be deep in this, deep in this all of next year. Um <clears throat> And a healthy and vibrant economic relationship is vital for all three of those states. Michigan because of car makers, right? You get that. You kind of get New Mexico. You kind of get Arizona and Texas because of proximity. Uh, but it's a little bit more than that. I think the big story of the day is, and I wish I had more time to talk about this, or I wish I wasn't so depressed with uh, new tariffs behind it and out. Amazon going to go after T-Mobile. Yeah. Amazon is a monsterly big company. It's like Godzilla. I love Godzilla movies as a kid. It's kind of funny because Godzilla movies as a kid, you never got to see them in movie theaters. You would always watch them on Saturday or Sunday when you were home on a weekend. And it was always on like TV channel 20. And you're saying, what the heck is channel 20? Well, we used to have TVs that had dials on them, kids. And I actually remember getting up and turning the dial. And it was two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It went up to 13 or 12. And then you had to go to UHF, and that's where you hit, like, the Channel 20s. And they were kind of like fringe stations, but they weren't fringe stations. They just were on the fringe of the spectrum, so to speak. And uh, Godzilla movies were awesome because, I don't know if you ever watched, but every time Godzilla would, every episode, he'd step on somebody, right? And I was like, how would a person look flat? Oh, that's how a person would look flat. I got it. And as a kid, you're fascinated. Like, how are they going to do this? Oh, no, move. Oh, he's a pancake. So, and then I always loved it because he would destroy a whole city. But then Mothra would come along. And Mothra was exactly what it sounds like. It was a big moth. And it had those creepy tentacle eye things, uh, antennas over its eyes. And the, the Japanese people would go, Mothra! And for some reason, that thrilled me. I don't know why. I don't know why. But Amazon is basically Godzilla. And they're talking about going after T-Mobile. They're nearing a purchase of T-Mobile's prepaid wireless carrier boost. That would be big, and that would be a game changer. The e-commerce giant is reportedly considering the purchase because T-Mobile and Sprint have to uh, appease the federal government and say, okay, we're going to some of the businesses that overlap, we're going to have to spin off so we don't become too powerful. So will they get the sale of wireless spectrum, which is required to carry data over the air? Jeff Bezos, just, you know, he and uh, Elon Musk are kind of, how shall we say, dueling billionaires. And they both want to put satellites in the sky that, that serve up internet. I think Elon Musk probably has a, like, this is good for the planet. And Amazon's like, this is good for the planet because they'll use our services. A little bit different, but it is what it is. And I'm not saying, you know, one's more 
better than the other. But Amazon would have to use T-Mobile's wireless network for at least six years if they do this. And I find it kind of interesting because Amazon's got a lot of freebies. If you ever look at it, like, do you know if you go to www.amazon.com and then you do forward slash smile, they will give a portion of every transaction to charities. And when you do that slash smile, if you haven't signed up for a charity, you could pick one. And people like me who use Amazon a lot, I do this automatically and I give money to charity through my purchases. It's not a lot. You know, Amazon's not like giving out big percentages, but it's nice. I think it's a, it's better than a stick in the eye, right? Ah, I'd like a good stick in the eye. No, 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 no. I want like a good stick in the eye, right? So Amazon's got all these services. I got Prime. I don't even know why I have Prime anymore. I don't think I buy that much anymore. And I'm an aging consumer, and I'm, I'm watching my dollars better. That's why we like millennials, because they're stupid with their money. They'll spend on anything. So anyway, my point is, would you buy, would you get cell service? Keep in mind, Amazon came out with a phone a couple years ago that they said was going to change the world, and it was the biggest POS ever introduced. It may have been the biggest tech flop ever. If you go Google Amazon phone, it had some sort of hologram technology that was going to change the world. And well, let's just say it was embarrassing. No world changed. And I'll say that about Apple too. Remember the whole augmented reality with iPhone 10? Tim Cook's like, oh, the augmented reality is going to open up new markets. Augmented reality is going to do this. It hasn't done it. Now, do we have faith in it in the long term? Sure. I've never been to a Super Bowl, but the idea of sitting on the 50-yard line at a Super Bowl wearing a virtual headset... I buy into that once. I don't know. I'm not going to be with my bros. I'm not going to be eating nachos with a headset on. But how about if, let's say your favorite band is U2, and they did a virtual concert, and then Bono dies, and you'd always be able to see Bono in his virtual concert in the front row, and you one day you want to show your kids Bono, and you're like, oh, there's this guy. Uh, he's really short, but he's got a good voice. Let's watch it on virtual reality, right? I, I kind of get it, but still, it's just not quite ready for prime time. I think that's worthy of note. Business groups are considering legal action against the White House over Mexico tariffs. Uh, I keep getting dragged back into the story. Avocado is going to be more expensive. Life is going to be more expensive. Uh, that's not good for the economy. That's not good for Wall Street. And you will see companies like GM say, we're going to open a truck factory in Indiana because the vice president's from Indiana and Donald Trump will like that. Uh, and we got to get our trucks made somewhere, right? Costco sold someone for a $400,000 diamond ring. The things you can get at Costco, huh? I'm not sure if you're with me or against me, but these are all stories of the day. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. May has been a really rough month. We're one month away from the biggest economic expansion in U.S. history. The last one was from like 91 to 2001. So if you've been investing since the 90s, Let's say you're 50 years old. That may be about right. You've been investing for 30 years, roughly. Let's just round up the year because I don't do long math well. well. Let's just say it's 2020 and go back to 1990 economic expansion. That's 30 years, right? So if you're 50, then you've been basically involved in two of the longest expansions in U.S. economic history. Now, there's also been some pretty good recessions in there. The last one we called a Great Recession, and that was it wasn't that great, right? I lived through the Great Recession. All I got was a stupid shirt. It's all that you got out of that. But recessions are good because they kind of curb that excess. But we've lived in two of the biggest economic expansions in U.S. history. Your 401k should be doing well. Your real estate should be doing well. You should have enough saved for retirement if you've been investing in the last 30 years. If not, you've done something wrong, and that's going to be on you. And I don't want to hear jokes about 401ks becoming 201ks because when 401ks lose value, it's just paper value until you sell it. And earlier this year, we're at all-time highs. We're not right now, and it feels like it's been years. 
It feels like it's a disaster out there, but we're still up for the year. I'd take that. I'd buy that for a dollar, my buddy. Um, I'd take a all time, as long as we get another all time high in the next three years. That's all I care about, and I think we will. So I don't want to get too depressed here. I may go plant an avocado bush because I can't afford Mexican avocados anymore. I know you're saying, but you have to water that thing. You have to love it. I'll water it with my neighbor's hose, dude. Don't tell him. He'll never, ever, never know. He's gone a lot during the day. Evil Rob Black and ways to make money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. This is not a good stock market. And if you turn on CNBC, you're going to be depressed. With that said, buying opportunities. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. In a moment of I Love America... I'm going to be giving away WWE tickets in a second. But in a moment of I Love America, we've seen prescription drugs that have seen the most rapid growth in costs. There's 17 major ones that make a list. You can't have a list without 17 items, right? Now, do these drugs treat depression? No. Americans eat anxiety medicine or depression medicine like it's candy. Us and the French, we're like, depression medicine. Come on, please. Does it help cholesterol? Nope. We've got big fat Oompa Loompas who eat at Red Robin and think it's a good restaurant. We're a fat nation or an obese nation or a diabetic-driven nation. So do these drugs that are costing more money treat depression? No. Cholesterol? No. Autoimmune diseases? No. I love America because the drugs that are seeing the highest cost jump. Viagra and Cialis. Libido treatments. Male enhancement. Largest price increase came from Pfizer's Viagra, which surged over 190% over the six-year period. $370 $370 from $127 per prescription. That's followed by Viagra Rival Cialis, which was produced by Eli Lilly, which rose to $365 from $127 for a prescription. That's insane. And again, if you were to take a look at the drug costs, what we're treating, uh, kidney disease, not there. Insulin, not there. The most expensive one, erectile dysfunction. What's that say about America? They say that younger kids, uh, younger people aren't having as much sex. So, And that's a bad thing because... Sex leads to babies, and babies lead to taxpayers. You with me? I know you're saying, so risky, Rob. Risky. You're right on, Rob. You're fab. You're dope. California's major utilities approved to take a measure to fight fire uh, wildfires this year. You know what the, well, we're, we're approving? Oh, we're just going to turn off the electricity, <laughs> which is kind of genius. When the wind blows and a power line goes down, it starts a fire. We'll just turn off the electricity. The shrubs around it? Nah. That's that's how we're going to do it. People who live in high fire areas should expect, I'm getting a warning, of you're not going to have a reliable power source. Uh, tree trimmings are part of it. But they said our efforts are just going to be to have more weather stations and to turn off the electricity. Is that it? I bet that somehow cost $100 million to put that together, that little survey. Speaking of $100 million, WWE Monday Night Raw ticket giveaway. Nah, I don't get the jump to $100 million either. Double main event Universal Championship tickets. SAP Center in San Jose. Monday Night Raw, WWE, June 10th. Raw Women's Championship match. There was a day and age where I didn't want to watch women fight. I'm over that. I don't want to see them kill each other now. There was a day and age where I didn't want to see bum fights. Now I want to see more bum fights. There was a day and age where I didn't want to see 90-year-old people put on boxing gloves and hit each other. I kind of want to see that, too. But this is even better than that. It's the Universal Champion Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. The Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. AJ Styles and Braun Strowman. Go to WWE and tell me if those aren't some good-looking cut people. 
if you like good-looking cut people. Or you can go to Ticketmaster.com or KDOW.biz and learn more about the event. Or you can call 800-516-1220 and you can take your kid on a date. Monday Night Raw. It's a, it's a, I'll tell you this. It's really well-produced entertainment. All right? Here's to win until you die. That should be on my bumper sticker. I don't have any bumper stickers. I'm a non-bumper sticker kind of guy. You know what's interesting? I'm also a non-tattoo kind of guy. <laughs> you see? You see? Ladies? Got 31 out of 32 teeth. Red Robin's going to close restaurants as part of a turnaround plan. Ah, I was going to go on a date to Red Robin this weekend. Now I was going to go on a date to Red Robin. There's some restaurants. We have too many restaurants, don't you think? But they're also kind of always busy. Doesn't Red Robin have a, a, a thing called unlimited fries or something like that? Like, that's what America needs, right? A starch that takes a bath in a jacuzzi of grease. All you can eat, ladies and gentlemen. And the diabetes drugs aren't double-digit growers. How is that possible? But they've had a fifth consecutive uh, quarter of decreasing same-store sales. And again, in the world of investments, you only have so many choices. Warren Buffet once said, treat it like you've got 20 punch cards and you can only buy 20 stocks in your life. And you have to, you know, if you sell them, that's, it's gone. You've made one of your 20 decisions. And then uh, you quickly start saying, you know, I kind of like Visa. And I kind of like McDonald's. And you never really go, oh, Red Robin could be the next McDonald's. You see what I'm saying? In 1980, 1990-something... There was a company called Cybercash, and they were on the cover of Business Week. And I bring this up in large part because it was five companies that could be the next Microsoft, and Cybercash was one of them. It's worthy of note that it never became the next Microsoft. And 15, 20 years later, we have something called Bitcoin, which could have been Cybercash's domain. It could have been their their rocket fuel, so to speak. And it just didn't happen like that. But you kind of get into that. You're looking for the next Microsoft. Because he didn't get it in the 90s. You know, the next Microsoft is Microsoft. The next Google's Google. They're big companies. And they tend to copy the, the innovators and the disruptors. So just throwing that out there for you. I have a magazine, and I still have it. Um, and Cybercash was on the front of it. And it, was, it looked like a digital coin with a C, a cent on it, which oddly enough looks like Bitcoin's uh, icon. Uh, stop looking for the next Microsoft. 800-516-1220 to get the tickets. No one's called in for these tickets. I'm not kidding. There's two free tickets. WWE, Monday Night Raw. Winner receives a pair of tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw, June 10th at SAP Center in San Jose. Double main event, Universal Championship match. You can learn more by going to kdow.biz or Ticketmaster.com. 800-516-1220. Call now. You'll win. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.